did you expect at the age of 31 you'd know so much about Paw Patrol at this point? Yeah, I've I've forgotten more than most people learn about Paw Patrol. That's how that's how bad it was for a while. But like I said, he's past that now. Right now, he's big into the Star Wars shows. Uh, he, he just they just finished Rebels. At first, I watched it with him. I watched the first episode with him, and I was like, "All right, I'll be back later." And then they watched like three episodes, and I was like, "Oh, I guess I got to catch up." And they watched like the entire show, and I so I watched one episode of Rebels, and they watched the entire show. <laughs> By of they, you mean you like him and Adrian? I mean, yeah, I mean my wife and my son. Have, wow. uh, have have finished the entire show Rebels wow. in in the amount of time it would take me to watch a second episode of Rebels. Here's a conversation uh, that happens in your house that you probably know. Hey, do you want to keep watching without Daddy? Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Not to just not to just verbally say one of my tweets, but I'm going to verbally say one of my tweets, which is: uh, Have you guys seen the Red Lobster Do Garita? It's a Mountain Dew margarita. Honestly, it was the first thing I saw when I woke up in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) My first first thought was that Dew Garita, if you say it enough times and it like loses, if it, if it, once it loses the edges of like, you know what Mountain Dew and a margarita are, it sounds just like Star Wars talk of just like, Dew Garita, Han Solo. That's the remake uh-huh. we did not want. Do 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 Part three, this is the final episode for the OG trilogy. And man, 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 did this fall from grace so fast, so hard. Will we even have the energy to do the next Karate Kid and the Jackie Chan Karate Kid after this? This was a draining watch, I have to say. Wow. Wow. I'll be honest, just the first blush. I didn't hate it. You know, there was it was weird. It was very strange, and they made a lot of odd and fun choices, but not the worst movie I've seen this year. I, multiple times while watching, I said, kept saying if we weren't watching this for a purpose, I would ask if we could turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did you guys watch it? Because it was taken off Netflix like a week ago, oh, and we missed that window somehow. I uh, I'm ashamed to say I paid three ninety nine to watch it. Oh my god! And so did Ben. Oh man, I feel like I owe oh, you both I was, like a beer at least. No, 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 no. The commitment. I was, I was I was overjoyed to watch it the way I watched it because you you said there's like oh here's this like uh, uh, weird weird streaming service that you can watch mm-hmm. it with ads. Which streaming with ads is the worst for me because they never put the ads in a good spot. It's always like, Dad. I need to tell you something. The new Dugarita at Red Lobster. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's just like, it, it completely takes you out of the narrative. Yeah. But, okay. but so I, so I, so I not only, I, but I paid it, but I paid it with my, uh, I do those Google surveys, which if you have an Android phone, you can do these Google reward surveys where Google just gives you money for like nice. saying, saying like, I went to Publix or whatever. And then, uh, so I have like $13, which is like a million dollars. It's, it's like a library dues levels of money where it's like, Oh, you know, I owe thirteen dollars to the library, or I have you know thirteen dollars in Google money. So it's basically free to me. And <laughs> and if you rent it from Google, you can watch it on YouTube, 
where you can speed it up to two times speed, which makes the movie <laughs> yeah. much more enjoyable. Nice. We did that for another movie. I don't remember what we that was. We did that for She's the Man. We downloaded Oh, <laughs> I've seen She's the Man about a hundred times, and he hadn't seen it that many times. Yeah. So we yeah. just cut it up because I was like, I literally did not even need to watch this movie going in because I like mm-hmm. know that movie so well. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, it's pretty useful. I now just still have that Chrome extension yeah. for any video I'm watching. I can just speed it up, triple yeah. speed if I need to. Sometimes, you know, um, some of the some of the exposition scenes in this, and, and also like watching it at two x, it makes you forgive. You're like, oh well, maybe that just seemed clunky and like too much exposition and too fast because I had it on two times speed. Even <laughs> though I watched a couple scenes at one time speed, I was like, oh no no no, this is just how it is. It's just like it's like the room. It's like. Like if if you told me that this was the only movie that Tommy Wiseau had ever seen, and then he made The Room, I would be like, that scans, that that adds up. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's a big fan. All right, I like it. I can encourage it. So yeah. So yeah, false I will say, go ahead. I was totally prepared to watch it on the free channel with uh, ads, uh, and I even went so far as to like I logged all the way onto Amazon. I was ready to pay three ninety nine, and I said, wait watch free with Showtime. And I was like, well, maybe I can get the Showtime app through my cable provider. And I took a few minutes, but I was like, if I, we're going to run out of time if I spend any more time trying to watch this for free. So I just, I paid the three 99 and we were, this, this will be, this will be the theme of the episode. I'm sure. But you put more thought into watching this movie than they put into making it. (laughs) (laughs) and that's what we're gonna do with false start so i'm gonna ask Lindsay Heyman, Manis Clancy, and Ben Burrs some questions that are going to be divided into hot topic questions and buy and sell questions that are going to be statements that they're going to have to debate and decide over uh much like a sports show such as uh first take but uh more fun because you know 2020 sucks Let's get into the world of Karate Kid Part 3. Let's start off with hot topic number one. Was Miyagi angry at Kreese's slope remark or or because he was about to kill Johnny? That's why I was angry at him. (laughs) (laughs) I I have... I rarely have this uh, uh, occur where I have to like Google. Is this a slur? Because they're saying it like it's a slur. I said I the same thing. That. I I did not remember slow being a slur when I watched this back when I was a kid. Obviously, it just like went yeah. up in my head. Yeah, I had to Google it. Google Google gave me the answer, which uh, which made me sad uh, more than anything. But uh, I have <laughs> if you if you see my eyes my eyes dart, it's because I have the movie on in the in the other side of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> to remind myself how good it is. <laughs> I I don't know what it says about me that I did know it was a slur right away, but uh <laughs> New York there. Wow. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a maybe it's like a northeast uh thing and and that's why uh uh Ralph Macchio knew it. I mean, when you say slope, you do have to say, "Hey, look at the slope over here." You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's also it's such a weird word to become a slur cuz like it's it's used more often like I don't know, not as a noun. Not, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like it's sloping away or something. Like, is, is there, like, it could be like a slope talking about, like, an actual slope mountain. intercept form? <laughs> yeah, like, there's, like, it's never, it, it, I, I just, it, like, it, it's one of those words where it's like, why would this become a slur? I would never think, oh, he means a person. <laughs> and, like, obviously, yeah, like, the point yeah. of a slur is not to, like, make you think human, but, but it's, like, uh, it's such a weird... And they say it a couple more times in the movie. And there's also a point where the guy calls him, uh, calls him a Jap. And it's like, 
all right, you guys are ad-libbing a lot of these slurs, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like the, we hear it a few times throughout the movie, but the very first time we do hear it, it's when they're driving to the airport and it's so clearly ADR'd. Yes. They got him later in the movie. You can see him saying the word, but then they made the choice to edit in an additional voiceover of him saying it. Yeah. Hey, you guys were driving a convertible. We really need to punch in when you you call him an, an offensive word. <laughs> yeah. Really got to make sure the audience that that hits home. And this was like the height. This is like one of the examples of uh, '80s movies. It's not enough to have your villain be like cartoonishly evil. You need to put that. You need to make them like uh, racist or a sexual assaulter or something like that to just bring it to that next level where like you have to make every single villain in an 80s movie completely irredeemable well the but part of the problem with the 80s is half the time the heroes of the movie are also racist Uh and also sexual assaulters and so it's like they have to do like extra racism in order to be like oh this is the bad guy Right. It's yeah. just yeah. how it is, you know? That's just how it yeah, is. Like the, the hero getting the girl is is usually by like nefarious ways of like yeah. conning her or, right. you know, beating up a bad guy, but like still doing some bad shit. Yeah. Right. But like somehow she's impressed by that. So yeah, you gotta you gotta really up the ante. Yeah, super you gotta super up the bad guys. It did make it it did feel the in light of that, it made it feel good that there was no like uh, sort of reconciliation or like real uh, lovey-dovey ending at the end of this. Like, you, you know, the girl sees, you know, Daniel break that guy's nose in the club. And then, yeah. and like, that's it. Like, that's, is over, you know, yeah. it's over at that point, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that's probably... Good. Well, she was already, she's already moving back to Cincinnati or, or, had a boyfriend. or whatever, right? She, yeah. she had a boyfriend. If they had had that storyline be like that on top of everything else that happened in the movie, Daniel also stole her away from her boyfriend that we didn't even meet and have a chance yeah. to meet. Yeah. <laughs> like that would not, that would be it was, like, it felt, it felt so a terrible cake. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but it's just yeah. like the, the fact that like Kimiko gets like written off in like a half a phone call <laughs> and, oh. and then uh, and, on top of the fact that between Karate Kid one and Karate Kid two, the girl just like just like disappears out of the nowhere, like off screen. They don't so, even mention it. I don't think. I think no, they, they do. No, they do. They mention that like, oh, they, like she crashed my car and then she left me. And also, here's more. Here's the very, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. Daniel's first line: How like <laughs> she got that, yeah. she left him for a yeah. football player, UCLA. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, so like the best case scenario for this girl is that there'd be a Karate Kid four, and she would have just like done something awful in the off like like off screen so at least like with this one she's it's like oh she's already gone before the movie's even over yeah Look, i don't yeah, know about you yeah, but i watched the boys like, on amazon uh, and it is amazing to see elizabeth shoe on that show just saying yeah. and she is rumored to maybe maybe come for season three of of uh, cobra kai we'll see Ooh. hot topic Ooh, number two speaking of kamiko Oh, Who sorry. And it, it was it wasn't because of the racism. I think it was because of Johnny. I think I think Mr. Miyagi <laughs> lets like Mr. Miyagi just waxes off uh, when it comes to when it comes to racism. He's just like I I I totally am fine with it. That's right. <laughs> Who broke it off, Kamiko or Daniel? It did. It seemed to me that this one was a lot more uh, like fair and amicable than the previous yeah. breakup, mm-hmm. where they just they did that thing of giving the. Uh, 
character complete change off screen and making her evil. Yeah. This one was like, you know, I think in Karate Kid 2, you know, they established like, Kimiko wants to be a dancer, but there's no big dance companies in, in, Okinawa. in Okinawa. But in this movie, I don't know if this is just a continuity error or whatever, Daniel's like, eh, she got a job with a big dance company in Okinawa. In, in Tokyo. <laughs> in, in, Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah, in Tokyo. So no, so okay. she just moved. Yeah, but I also thought it was insane in Karate Kid 2, where the, she he knew her for like a couple weeks and was like, you mm. want to move to America with I me? I think it's a couple days. I think it's it's only like six days. Like, the, well, like the, the amount of time between the beginning of Karate Kid 2 and the end of Karate Kid 3 is like two weeks. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's we, such a short amount of time. And then like, and then, and then like, it's all, like both movies are one year from Karate Kid 1. Yeah. Yeah. This movie also takes place over the course of like four days because there's, there's, there's a chunk of about 60% of the movie where they just go from like, like 15 minutes of the day to the next 15 minutes of the day to the next 15 minutes of the day. Yes. So, so, uh, so I think it, I think it was, I think it was going back to the question. I think Kimiko like called it off because it would be crazy for her to just move to America because of Ralph Macchio of all people. Yeah. She was like, hey, you know what? This was fun. But honestly, I think it might not be the best for me to just make an entire life decision yes. on, on uh, watching you watch Mr. Miyagi not fight. And yeah. Kimiko would have to be the one to have that sense because Daniel is a fucking idiot. Oh. <laughs> As we've seen several times. No, 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 Mr. Miyagi, no, come on. Yeah, I was supposed to go to college where you can pay last minute, and I decided not to, and instead I bought a business for us. Literally at one point in the, like, later on in the movie, when he was like, I ruined everything. I, I, I all of my relationships, oh God, I would have punched something because I was angry. I like whispered to Manus. He could have gone to college. <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's ethics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a span of nine months. I think that they say that he's in Okinawa with Miyagi. Because oh, like, is it? It, 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 was is it? It was supposed to be like the. Su- I thought it was like the summer after he graduated. They they were like going to be there the whole summer or something. It's supposed to be that, but but I think it's like seven to nine months. Because in the very beginning, his first line coming out of the airport. So you remember, in the very beginning, Crease is going to Haiti to get spoiled by silver and yeah. coincidentally Tahiti, walk, sorry. Tahiti, Tahiti. they walk right past Miyagi and Daniel. How and do they, they not see each other? In the first honestly, line, they don't, honestly like, though, the smoothest transition in this entire movie. So I, I, I didn't hate it. <laughs> but the first line Daniel says, again, they give the lines to Daniel just to recap everything in both two and three. But he says, oh, like what a crazy or what a, what a nine months in Okinawa. It's like a very quick line. Wow. And I was like, holy so shit. Really there for a long time. Because you think about it, because the Ohio, the Ohio, but the, the, the Valley Karate Tournament takes place in December of that year, school year, when it have you. So then they go to Okinawa during that summer, and then it's like time passes. So, so it might be like seven months. Like back like that. Also, why did we need a recap from the end of the first movie? In the third movie. Oh, yeah, that's we're a, getting that's there. That's an 80s thing. Okay, oh yeah, 80s. okay. I don't want to. That's an 80s and 70s thing, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're jumping all over the place. Well, let's Hot just topic three. Who leases a store to an 18-year-old? He's he's not even 18. He competes in the under 18 he category. He has to compete yes. in the under, exactly. Yeah. He has to be 17 years old. They lease this, they lease this absolute shithole to a 17-year-old kid. I mean, 
that's predatory business practices right there, if anything. Well, I mean, it's like a rundown building, so they're probably like, yeah, who who gives a shit? I just want to get this building to, like, someone, someone needs to, like, do something to it. Yeah, look, hey. Hey, kid. I, <laughs> you're, my, you're my boss at the real estate office right now, okay? okay. Look, I know we've had that shithole that we've been trying to sell for three years. This stupid kid. I mean, he's visibly dumb came in and he said he wants to open up a tiny tree store with his old man friend so you sold it to him right okay i guess i will good nothing's wrong about that <laughs> and, he, and he like probably and he gave him straight cash it was like an envelope just full of like his college yes tuition. Well, yes. if he did spend nine months in Okinawa, he completely missed the beginning of college. You know, he, right. well, if it was in December, he could have come back in like August. He didn't know that. <laughs> and then <laughs> you think about this, yeah. so it goes to the next part uh, of the scene and the apartment building got bought out. Miyagi has no home and no, uh, well, no, he has his home, but he has no job. And the, whatever, like right. he slept in like a cot at the apartments, I think. It had like the little closet that he worked in with the bonsai trees and all that. Was, was like, that a thing from the first movie, by the way? Yeah. It was. Because yeah, I know I he's got it. that beautiful garden behind his home, mm-hmm. but I didn't remember him also having bonsai trees. I was mm-hmm. like, when that happened, I was like, Is it, has this been a part of his characterization previously? Yeah, it was in the first one. Like, I think that's one of the first times he meets uh, Daniel Miyagi. He's like, Miyagi's in there like trimming the bonsai tree. Okay. Because he gives because he gives Daniel son a bonsai tree in the first movie. Yeah, right? it's like a sign of a token, something like that. And he puts it and he's got it on the back of his gi. So it's 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 been there, but it was like it's like when you find out that a friend who's like kind of into something is like really into something, but you don't find out until like years later, and you're like, oh, I thought you were just like kind of into you know Pokemon. I didn't realize that like your entire room is going to be Pokemon. <laughs> right? it's like, it wasn't like they added one detail to his character that they thought was going to be a, a one-off, but then they realized they needed to make a third movie to fill out the <laughs> franchise, and they wanted to make that a core. Oh, we got we to gotta milk this out. We got to milk this out. What do we know about Bonsai? What did we bonsai's. say about what, what, anything? Does anybody just, remember anything that we straight, about Let's go straight on Bonsai's. Bonsai's forever. Speaking of, speaking of business, you shouldn't He be. wants to open up a store where he only sells beige suits. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being something you shouldn't be into, so I taught my kid in the middle, beginning of COVID, however you want to put it, how to play Pokemon the trading card game because he's had Pokemon cards since he was like five, but he's never known how to actually play the game. So I was like, well, it would be a good time for me to teach him. So I taught him how to play online. Then we got some more decks and more decks. And then he built some himself. And then I started building some. Long story short, we fast forward four months later, I bought so many Pokemon cards between him, his dad, and parents mom a stepmom and he's bought himself that i accumulated a collection of my own and then i was like oh god this is too much i'm a grown man i should not have this many pokemon cards to myself so i've sent two shipments of pokemon cards to ben burris i get so many i get i get an envelope stuffed with stacks of cards and it's like these these hammers and stuff and isaiah's like this is a lot of the same card i was like yeah i think andrew just bought them in bulk but i don't know what to tell you <laughs> but those are good cards because they're great because cards. Those hammers great cards will cancel energies and so like is it so magic the gathering like you Oh, like you have to play an energy and then you play your monster and that's how your monster can use certain moves and attacks i overbought too many 
And I was like, wait, I don't need this many decks. I should get rid of these before I have an excuse to keep making decks. Mm-hmm. So I, I, already I, had- do wanna, I do want to point out that when I was just grasping for an example and I said Pokemon, I did not mean that as a personal attack. Nope. And I, was- I, I feel cleansed. I feel cleansed now getting that off my chest. But I'm also glad that your six-year-old son can now participate and, and have fun and, and grow he with He loves it. it. He's, he's loving it. He's yeah. loving it. The, 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 the quote text from Ben was, Isaiah was super excited. I'd show you how excited he is, but he's in his underwear, so I won't do that. I was like, cool, dude, thanks. Dude, he like COVID times, man. If he doesn't have to be wearing clothes, he's not. He's like, he's like one article of clothing. Yeah. I came over to be your notary for your wife one day, and he was just dancing in the doorway. And I was like, all right, there it is. It was like nine in the morning. So, hot topic four is Daniel a champion if he only fights one time defending his title? Ben's no. oh, it's all, all no. every single one of you hard shaking no. no, 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 and like in no, and I I would argue in none of the movies does he actually show enough skill that I think that he would legitimately <laughs> like watching the guy today. It's like oh, that guy's clearly like a thirty year old man who's like mm. in really good shape. Like, why would this 17-year-old gangly Ralph Mach, <laughs> like, actually legitimately be able to be <laughs> this, like, buff-ass, like, fighting here's, machine? Here's the, thing, here's the thing that really pushes me into the no category is, as we all know, and as is, I think, I haven't seen it yet, but as is, I believe, the central thesis of Cobra Kai, the show, Ralph Macchio kind of wins on a technicality. He crane-kicked that kid in the face. He should mm-hmm. not have won that. And as they mention at the end of this one, Ralph Macchio Danielson is the only person in history to ever win it twice, to ever win the under 18 All Valley Championship karate competition twice. So does he deserve to win it once? Kind of on a technicality, but does he deserve to be the only person to win it twice? Absolutely not, especially not with his weak, only one fight, that he that he only won because the other person was playing dirty but not dirty enough like not dirty but not well <laughs> like yeah 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 bananas yeah. Com- completely completely just throw him, throw his name out of the books fun fun fact matt barnes who plays the main villain along with silver and crease has a twitter following does stand up comedy and credits himself as the bad guy from karate kid 3 Wow! Nice. Find it There's, he actually it. is pretty funny and he has a podcast about being that guy from karate kid 3 that's yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. It's a great shtick. I think it's crazy watching, because I mean, I, ha- I have not watched this movie before today, but I've definitely watched Karate Kid as a kid. And like watching it as a kid being like, yeah, Daniel, like he can do an underdog story. Yeah. Like, because you like feel more, I don't know, like attuned to that story because like you're closer to that and then watching it as an adult i'm like what what is what? Like, what? <laughs> makes, How did this possibly happened? Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking up that guy's IMDb because I was curious if I'd seen him in anything else. Uh, he was not the guy I was thinking, but I will you, say. You thought he was Code Man from Step by Step, didn't you? No, I thought he was a dude from like a soap opera. Oh. A lot of soap operas. So like whenever I see oh. an actor from a soap opera outside the soap opera, I always like clock it. I'm like, <laughs> you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be in this lighting. You know? You're not supposed to be in real TV. Yeah, exactly. But I, you're, I not supposed, you're not supposed to be at 60 FPS. You're supposed to be at 120 FPS. Yeah. I will say, like, the first two scenes with that, like, the number one, like, the Barnes, that character, are pretty good. Like, they characterize... Oh, the bad boy of karate? 
Yeah, the bad boy of karate. He comes in with that negotiation scene, and you're like, okay, this guy's like a little bit cerebral, you know? And then his first physical confrontation, he's just waiting for Daniel's son to attack, and he's like taunting him. He's like waiting for the kick. He's like, all right, okay, that's pretty good. Let me show you this. Like, I thought those two scenes were like pretty good and sort of set him up to be a cool nemesis and they was going to beat him in an interesting way but then as it progressed he just became the third goon you know really yeah. The, yeah. the big yeah. goon but not the big bad guy who's mm-hmm. the evil businessman yeah yeah who's just like he's he's not as interesting <laughs> yes he's not as interesting as uh there's too many characters named johnny but he's not as interesting as Johnny from the first one, the, the blonde Johnny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not John Keese, who also gets called Johnny. Uh, yeah. oh, but he's, like, he's not as interesting. Yeah. So he's not as interesting as Keese because... I'm sorry, he's not as interesting as, as, as blonde Johnny from the first one because he's, he has no conflict. He just does it. He just wants to do it. He freaking almost tries to kill him while he's trying to get a bonsai. Well, Johnny has um, like... You can see like yeah. his morals coming out. It, it's like times during the movie and at the very end, at the beginning of two, when they like do the recap slash, this was what happened after. Like you see like him kind yeah. of being like a flawed character. Crease is just an asshole who mm. let's just go down the list of the, of the villains. All right. So you got crease who you can make the argument. He's got some kind of PTSD and this is not a knock on folks who do suffer from more things, but like what man makes a dojo and, obsesses over a 17 year old kid and an old man that ruins his life. That is absurd. Then you have the energy removal multi-million dollar mogul again obsessed with harassing a 17 year old and an old man. Nothing also, better to do. Also in what universe has has Silver and Crease been like together in a in a in a like in a in a war scenario? where they are like war buddies it just like i I guess we're like we're we're so far from any type of war where like war buddy was like an affectionate term does that make sense that like it doesn't like make any sense but but like watching it i was like what could you imagine those two like trying to rely on each other the one guy's face is a fist and the other guy's face is like so punchable they're like together they just did a fire and water and like i under like i get that they're both like we're tough we fight but like silver is like prissy like, he's, like, a mm-hmm. prissy villain. Like, that's, like, definitely a type of, like, I'm very no. wealthy and I have people do my bidding for me, but also I could kick your ass if I wanted to, which is, like, not like Crease at all. Like, I feel yeah. like that's not their fighting style at all. Yeah. yeah. Like, they just, it does not add up to me. Casting director was like, do you like Steven Seagal, but do you like used car salesman? I got the guy to play Terry Silver for you. This guy right here. Yeah. 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 A couple of standout moments from those guys. One is the very first non recap moment of the film. Like they show Mr. Miyagi defeat Keese again, you know, mm-hmm. and then in voiceover, we hear Mr. Miyagi say defeat for a man like that is like worse than death or something. Yes. Is a fate worse than death. And then we cut to what his fate worse than death is. And it's just him walking down the street and he goes in and there's no one in his karate studio. Yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's that honor that that life without honor is is worse than dying or like oh, is worse than death. Okay. And so then it's just like showing him with no honor just like a kid kind of like oh, looking oh, down oh. at him. He looks drunk and yeah, he's like he looks- he looks hungover or actively drunk. But he, they, he had no honor in the first movie. That was his whole thing. 
Well, he had he didn't have honor, but he had like the facsimile of honor, right? He had people respecting him. Yeah. I actually I actually really liked there were a few things that are, that are really really particularly like, especially by the like the beginning of the movie. And one of them is there's something like I I felt said like whole volumes of him looking at his stack of mail and just throwing it away. Mm-hmm. Like there's something the so bills. great about like yeah. so there's something so great about like it's not even looking, it's not even worth looking at whatever all these people have mailed me. And obviously like, yeah, most of it's bills or like people saying like, you're a disgrace to the town. Uh, and it's just like, blonk, just throws it away. I um, think, I think like in the first one, I think Kreese is a more realistic villain because like, you know, you want your team to win. Like you want someone who's like representing yeah. you to win. Like I think the the vendetta that carries through is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm very curious the vi- overall vibe of the town. If one teen winning one karate competition is enough to put an entire business like out of business, yeah. Like, how much are they like assigning yeah. worth to like, whoa, this like you know amateur teenage well, karate competition? <laughs> that means like he's like big time. <laughs> I I assumed I assumed that it was because so like there's a, there's a great David Wong article uh, from the, the writer from Correct, uh, formerly of Correct. Um, where he talks about like how Karate Kid is a great movie to educate people about like how institutional bullying was so much stronger in the eighties. It's like less now where like, you know, adults bullying children or adults encouraging children to bully other kids is no longer a thing, but it was like very much a thing at the time. But he crossed the line when he's choking out Johnny. And I think that's what cost him his karate studio is people were like, Hey, uh, it's one thing to encourage us to cheat at a karate competition to hurt our opponents, but it's a totally different thing when you choke one of our friends who has threatened to kill people. <laughs> my, yeah, yeah. My theory was that everybody saw the number one karate school in the valley get defeated by this noodle arm New Jersey kid, and they all just went, karate must be a fluke. Right, karate just must be like a fake sport, you know. Like anybody can win. I thought this school was good, but it turns out anybody can do it. And all that. Yeah, yeah. Karate, karate kid exists in a world where karate is this like flash in the pan fad, and then it's like, nope, jazzercise. That's where we need to go. Or there's like only room for like one person to be good at it at a time, or else mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. no one else is doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right. Hot topic number five. How is a bonsai tree appraised at $10,000? That's for real, dude. <laughs> yeah, I want to go with Lindsay because her face holding it. <laughs> that, that was the scene that made me want to turn it off. <laughs> when they were like, you know, belaying down that rock or whatever the, the right term is. That yeah. was the lighting. Let me just say, I, like, I, I know that you cannot put like teens in a position like that, but yeah. that lighting was atrocious. The rear projection yeah. doesn't stand up that well. Yeah, no, it looked it looked like uh, that St- Sylvester Stallone movie where he's, he's yeah, I was I wrote that one of my notes is this shit went cliffhanger really fast. <laughs> yes. And like, while they're going down, what is it attached to where they're like, how are we going to get back up? So they already like don't have a way to get it back up. And then suddenly those, the other goons show up and then it really, it, I think the, it, the point that became borderline unwatchable for me is when like at the end or not at the end, but like when, um, Daniel's like screaming at them being like, Oh God. Oh, oh and he's just like, just like, feels like he's like having a conniption. It's just too, and, like, too often. Heard. And I was like, what is this? Like, what yeah. are they going to kill these? Like, Cause they already talked about the tide coming in. 
of like, if the tide comes in, it's going to fill with water. It was like, they set it all up, but you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But still I was like, Oh my God. Like, I cannot believe. And of course, of course he dropped it and how he was like, Oh yeah, I know Miyagi. Like I know he's going to love this. Like literally nothing we've seen so far is, has done anything to indicate that like at all. Too, too often in these, in these uh, three films and, and more often as the movies progress, uh, actors are clearly told to ad lib with zero ability to ad lib uh-huh. in character and mm-hmm. nobody more than Macchio. I, there are times where he is clearly like, they just told him like, Hey, kind of vamp, but like get from this idea to this idea. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I can do it. Ah, geez. Okay. All right. So I like, it's like seeing someone like poorly freestyle where mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, Okay. <laughs> I, I, one second. Okay. I just want, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. All right. Wait one more second. You know, it's, it's, it's so, uh, uh, like missing that beat. Yeah. And, and it just, it felt like it went from zero to 60. It was like, yeah. he's like, come on, man, give, get the ropes. And then all of a sudden he's like, ah, 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 like yeah. yelling so much. Yeah. It's like, Whoa. Well, how are you not feeling one? How are you not feeling that from the start? But also, like that was just because you know that's definitely a thing. I've taken a bunch of acting classes. You want like emotion to build and let it build within. And there you. should be and there should be like a punch. Like for movies, there should be like a punch in where we see the bonsai fall instead of it. Like it's just like this very clumsy action, and it's like oh no, it's like it's like in uh, Wizard of Oz where if you watch closely or not that closely, the 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 uh, Tin Man unwraps the uh, the rope for the balloon. And then goes, oh my gosh, because like they have to do it because it's all basically a stage play, uh, and uh, and and it's, it's like it's like that kind of like thinking where it's like we have to knock this down. Oh, okay, I can do it really naturally. <laughs> and it's like big action. And like, why yeah. was she the one that was bad at it when she was teaching him how that, to do it? That's what I wrote down. I was like, why is Jessica, the experienced rock climber here, being portrayed as the one fucking the helpless woman? Who like knocks a rock at him? Yeah, I mean that's when I wrote this shit got cliffhanger so fast because it cuts literally in one in one cut. It goes from, all right, I think I got it. I'm gonna start going down to Daniel being hit by rocks. You don't <laughs> even see a loose rock. There's no setup of that moment. He gets hit by a bunch of rocks one second after being like, okay, I think I got it. And then I think she's the one who somehow knocks down the bonsai. Well, because he has to like grab her. Because she's oh, like yeah, falling, yeah. so like yeah. they're both he's, falling. He he's grabs the, her. He makes the right choice. He grabs her and not the bonsai. But right. But well, still. well, the bonsai, the bonsai could be worth a lot of money. Like, like the ten thousand dollars for for an actual like authentic bonsai. Those things go for like numbers because they last for hundreds of years. And so, like, if it's if he if he actually brought it from Okinawa, it could be like one hundred fifty years old. Uh, at at Harvard, there's um uh, we went we took a trip to Boston uh, last year. And, he loves trees. <laughs> well, in at Boston Gardens, they they have like this like little display of of bonsais, and there are bonsais that are older than America. That's in, crazy. On that display, That's really cool. Like they're and they're, and they're still you know they're only you know a, a couple feet tall, um, and you know it's, it's different species, and you know one's maple and, and one's this, and it's and so it is it is like a really interesting thing that like bonsaiing a tree does. And it can get very expensive because it's just it's just time, right? It's just like it's it's it's, it's effort over a hundred years. But like like you said, like the, it, it's not it's not so much that it's crazy that the bonsai is worth that much money. It's crazy that Danielson would just be like, "Yeah, I haven't really talked to, I haven't really talked to Mr. Miyagi since last night when he went fishing, and I know that he will want me to do the one thing that he said that he didn't want people doing, 
because he'll get it, which is like, it's it's just, it is unfortunately not out of character for Daniel's son. No. The relationship between him and Miyagi is so weird in this one. Yeah. It's Miyagi's infinite forgiveness. They're like, they're the romantic interest. They are, they are, really are. (laughs) Very last shot of, uh, there's a gentle touch on his there's face. A, there's, there's a gentle a, touch. There's one of these. <laughs> yes. There's like, yeah. I, so, there's a head grab. So like after the first hug, when we were just watching it, I was like, no, kiss. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then the next moment, he did the little like cheek graze and we were like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we thought it was about to happen. It really, like a lot of these movies, looking back on it now, feel like weird so Ben hit a point that that bonsai tree is is possibly hundreds of years old implanted by Miyagi in a specific spot that hopefully no one would ever mess with and Daniel goes and picks it out and to me that's just like that's like telling your kid hey you see the $80,000 viper don't ever touch it hey Mr. Miyagi I'm gonna take your viper out is that okay so (laughs) exactly speaking of the bonsai tree this next question is in that same scene how does Mike know that a tide would come in in 12 minutes and trap Daniel in that hole? Because that was the question. He's like, come on, man, come on. Oh, look here, LaRusso. Looks like you got about 12 minutes before the tide comes in. I'm like, how the fuck do you know it's 12 minutes? Also, exactly how specifically. They, how did they know they were there? That's like a very remote area. Yeah. I, I, I think they cut a similar scene to Terry giving that book on the front sweeps to front sweep to Daniel. I think they cut a very similar scene where they give a farmer's almanac to Barnes. <laughs> Make sure you know when the sun sets and when the tides are. This is going to be important. I would love, I would love a Karate Kid four where they just really lean in on that kid knowing about tides. <laughs> <laughs> or like other things, like other things that you can find in the farmer's almanac. See, yeah. like I think that scene could have been a lot stronger if we saw a very, like, very short uh, scene with like Terry and what was the kid's name, Mike Bar. I thought just I just knew him as Bar. I don't remember, but yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the the stooge. The stooge, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where he was bad like, boy of karate. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like that's something that Silver would know. Like he would look that up because he's that kind of bad guy. So I feel like if they had even done like a thirty second scene of like tides coming in soon in cheesy eighties fashion, it would have been like, oh, okay, he has been doing some research because like he did seems like he had a well thought out plan for like everything else. Why? Yeah. Like why? Like even down to like picking like how how shabby of a car he should have and how, you know, yeah, like, like how he should dress. Everything felt so calculated that I'm sure he was behind that part, but not getting to see it was not satisfying when we got to see the buildup for all the other things. Yeah. It kind of, it could have used more of like a, like a Sidious Palpatine uh, uh, yeah. turn where like, where like he Do is it. present. Do it. Do it. <laughs> the tide will come in in 12 minutes. <laughs> I think that's what really kills this movie is that, Daniel and Miyagi, their relationship is too weird. And (laughs) like, uh, you never really buy that he is actually considering turning to the dark side. It's always more like, oh, I don't know about all this. You know, like he never seems to really want to go through the training. It's like he's trying to make his boyfriend jealous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what really hurts the movie ultimately though, is that yeah. like that is what they're going for. They're clearly going for like the Sith Lord thing, but it just right. doesn't Yeah. Work. He's too well, he's too cartoonish. He's like cartoonishly evil and then and then even when he's like pretending not to be evil, he's like cartoonishly like 
uh, virtuous. He's really hamming it up. He's hamming it up. And, and also, like, like, imagine a scene where Ralph Macchio, like, leaves, and he does that, like, evil snake face he does every time Ralph Macchio leaves, and he comes back, like, oh, I forgot my jacket. Whoa, that's a weird face. Hey, are you evil? Like, it's just, like, it's so... <laughs> Like, as soon as he's out of Highline, he's like, yes, my plan is working. But see, like, that to me is a thing that's, like, familiar. Like, I've seen villains like that before. So that was honestly a part that I, like, didn't have as much. Sure, and, like, a Scooby-Doo cartoon yeah, or, like, like, like a fine. <laughs> like, I, expect, I expect that kind of villain in a movie like yeah. this. But I feel like the good guys and the bad guys just didn't, like, mesh well. Can I pitch? I don't know if this is, like, a weird time. Can I pitch what my expectation was coming in? Mm-hmm. Uh, or and I can't tell how much this is my expectation coming in versus like what I've like thought like having actually seen w- what happened is okay so Karate Kid one it, same as it as it is Karate Kid two obviously stays the same where it's inverted right uh, Ralph Macchio is the one who's kind of like out of his cultural depth and now we're in Okinawa Karate Kid three we just invert the formula again in a different way he has to fight somebody else who has a weirdly aged friend. (laughs) Right. So maybe it's like, maybe it's like a young Asian kid with like an old black man who has taught him karate or like it's it's some, it's some other like weird, like Machio. And now he has to like play, he has to fight himself. He has to realize, Oh, maybe I'm not so unique. Maybe I'm not like, you know, it, it, this, you know, just a, just an idea for Karate Kid 17 or whatever. whatever. Well, this one might have a girl where it's like you have to, like, there's, like, a respect for it, you know? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter what kind of person you are. It's about, because, like, I feel like some movies, maybe that's not quite 80s. Maybe that's more, like, early 90s. There's, like, a girl right. who's, like, good at sports. And then, right. have, like, wow, we respect women a little bit more than we did yesterday. Yeah. Still not a lot, but, like, a little bit. We don't more. respect women, but we respect this one woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was thinking maybe there'd be something like that where it was, like, it wasn't a love interest girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was a girl that he had to, like, you know, gain mutual respect situation, but I don't know. Not quite, but we did see Jessica get that one swift kick to the ribs. Oh, oh man. That, <laughs> that was a kick. I can't. Yeah, like that really also cemented him as being like, oh, he's a bad guy. He kicked a girl. Yeah, and also like hard. She would have been hurt by that. Yeah, yeah, that was a real that was a real move from bad boy to bad guy. Like he exactly. really. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. About having it's not enough to just have this guy be a sort of morally complex guy. Like he loves karate, but he's been labeled a bad boy, and now he's basically a karate mercenary. But mm. he really just loves karate. No, he kicks ladies. Like he's a terrible guy. Yeah. that's like the '80s villain thing right he's 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 jumping up that hierarchy Uh, i'll give my quick pitch for what i thought this movie was gonna be (laughs) we'll let you do like five questions i know i feel like (laughs) we'll just do we'll just do five quick like yes no questions right after this but andrew you at the end of the karate two karate kid two episode you just said like they come home and their apartment's been like you know sold and they're basically homeless Yep. I was expecting something like Miyagi out of necessity has to like give in to the celebrity that Daniel has and open a karate school. And there's <laughs> another know. student all of a sudden, you know, like that's yeah, kind of what sure. I was thinking, but it was nothing like that. Uh, no. We had this weird. That's weird kind thing. of what Cobra Kai is about, but we'll, we'll get that in the future. Maybe. So. Yeah. Maybe. All right. You're gonna have to do one, an episode for every episode of Group Overkai. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to that. Or like mid-season wrap-ups. So I'm kind of excited to watch it. Really, I'm totally watching it now. 
So, yeah. Hot Topic 7. Shouldn't Miyagi sell that healing potion instead of bonsai trees? Oh, God. What, what is that? That? He- that? That bruise was so... That bruise looked like frostbite. Like, yeah. it looked like he's going to lose that foot. And then he heals. And, and freaking uh, Monster Silver was just like, oh, you heal quick. Good. More exposition. Like... Like the fact that that wasn't itself like its own like like cul-de-sac in the middle of the story, of how's this kid healing? Yeah. Maybe I sh- maybe my my goal of giving him too much pain isn't working. Right, because that seemed like what it was. It's like I'm gonna let him beat himself to death before the fight. Yeah, yeah. I think he was just coming at it from a lot of angles and like whatever worked, he was gonna <laughs> you know yeah. take credit for. Um, can we talk about how terrible the scene was when uh, Daniel tried to hide his foot under a pillow? Oh my god! I thought I me, mean, I thought he was like masturbating. Like, Danielson, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. That would have been, like, at least there would have been a joke in this movie, right. you know? Yeah, like, there, I don't think there was really a joke. Like, at least in the last one, I laughed. Like, there were times in the last one I legit laughed. At times that weren't supposed to be funny, but I still laughed. Yeah. This one, I was like, ugh. I actually, yeah. I, I'll speak to Ben's thing about the improv before, which is, I think the one time I did chortle a little bit was when, uh, the before the, the rock climbing scene, she was like, make sure you hold on to that rope tight. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll hold on to this rope tight. Me and this rope would be like, we're going steady. You know? oh, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. I kind of Ugh. thought that as like a cheesy, like East Coast guy in the West but Coast. He does, like, but he, he, does so, he does so much of that, though, where like it'll kind of charm you for a second. You're like, oh, it's kind of fun. And he just keeps freaking going. You're like, oh, my gosh, Machio, ch- chill. The, yeah. the, the, the macaroni and cheese. I, oh. I don't. I don't know if you like it, but I got macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese. Do I like macaroni and cheese? Heck, my, my name is macaroni and cheese. I love macaroni I'll give it an eleven. Uh, she also fed him on like the second day of meeting. Also, the second day, they, like, like they have already been attacked once in the place they are having their second date, and they just decided to just keep doing it there. Like, well, surely we won't get attacked by the same guys who attacked us yesterday, right? Again, yeah. <laughs> I can't get over the fact that she put food in his mouth. Oh. They met, like, that day, the day before. Yeah, but he was ready because he had dance tickets for the night he knew she was leaving the state. That's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I know you're going back to your boyfriend. You know, your boyfriend. I'll take number, number eight. <laughs> he and also, like, not take someone to a dance thing because, I don't know, his last quasi-serious girlfriend left him for a dance studio. It's like, I don't do dancing. No, fuck this. Yeah. There just yeah. has to also, be a dance in everyone. Also, the dance at the, in, in Karate Kid 2, Kimiko, like, almost got assaulted by that group of dudes who, like, dragged yeah. her on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Number eight, would you take an apology from a guy who just broke your nose? 100% no. <laughs> no. Thank God <laughs> the nurses did their job and didn't let this guy talk to him on the phone. Oh, yeah, let me. Yeah, I got to apologize to him. Oh, yeah, pay for it. Pay for it. There's an what? edit. You just there's spent your entire you college savings. And he's saying like, oh, I don't know this guy's name. Like, I don't know anything about this guy. Like, that's a HIPAA violation. They're not going to give you this guy's personal <laughs> info. Yeah. Like, because you're like, but I want to apologize. Come on. Like, if you just yell into the phone, like, it's not going to make her be like, oh, you're right. I am going to commit like some kind of identity based crime. This there's was the inspiration for the Colin Farrell episode of Scrubs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I just want to make it right with him. Yeah. No, there's, there's an edit of this movie that you could make where people just don't give in to Daniel. And then his like 
borderline abusive behavior like becomes clear like he goes to he goes to to her house and, she, and he's like hey let me in. come on let me talk and she's like no and he's like oh come on and then she does but imagine if she had like said no and then like closed the door and then he kept going and she's like no really i don't want to talk to a guy i just saw bloody his own shirt with someone else's nose yeah. like she's totally within her rights but like the movie just plays it off like oh it's okay he said please twice he was just passionate yeah See, if they would have really sold the dark side turn if he had crane kicked the door down in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's using his he's using his karate kid one powers for bad. Covered in somebody else's blood. He's kicked the door down. I do think though that, that like him punching that guy is another like classic thing in, in older movies of like dude being like, I, I was defending your honor. What are you talking about? I'm the good guy. And it's like yeah. you could have just you could have just left. Yeah, you know, yeah. but like there is, there's such a thing of like dudes who think they're being a good guy by doing a bad thing, but it's mm. because they like were protecting the woman they love. And like, you'll never si- find another guy that'll punch another guy that knows like me. <laughs> in the situation, if he knew everything, he would be not entirely in the wrong because like the guy was no. paid to punch him or whatever, but he doesn't know that. No. All he knows is a guy punched him after getting like, ridiculously close to his girl and his girl was like i'm not really into this immediately and it's not even his girl the girl has a boyfriend but like like the the the, the, the speed at which that that whole scene happened just like doesn't give you time to react to anything it's no. just like it's just here's a push here here's he's snuggling hey man oh no punch 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 like it's like it's so but the other guy i don't even think the other guy hits him i think the other guy he says the other guy shoves him he shoves him and he gets close with with Jennifer. Yeah, I saw he got it. he got close to her and was like, you know, yeah, come come be with me or whatever thing. It was like, no, she's with me. And then he says something else. But I didn't think he even because I thought that it, the big like the big part of that was like that Daniel was the one instigating violence, like because he right. was the one who was like, you know, in it to like fuck him up, not not to just like win or whatever, you know, the yeah. representing the two dojos. Speaking of which we talked about this a little bit earlier. Number nine, how did Silver know everything Miyagi was going to do in every situation? Like, he planned it from the beginning, like the, the bloody knuckle thing, like the dude in the, in the club, the possible bonsai tree thing, like every step. It's like, it's almost like Silver's like the Joker to Daniel being the Batman. Somehow. I was going to make that exact same reference that it's, that it's the <laughs> Joker. I don't, think that he's, I don't think that it's so much that he's planning. I think there's certain things that he is planning. But then there's other things where, as we saw, when he almost got caught and he quickly went into the chimney, he's good at over-improvising a situation. Mm-hmm. Like, he's good at, like, making, making not only, like, the logical step, but then, like, two more steps beyond that to where he is illogically, technically accomplishing his goal. Yeah. And I think I think it's not just about like thinking in one direction a couple steps ahead. It's like he's got yeah. one step ahead in a couple directions so yeah. that whatever you know, whatever ends up working out, then he doesn't have to do as much work because he's already thought about each one yeah. a little bit. I think yeah. his reasoning for continuing to train Daniel, even though it's not having the effect that he wanted it to, is that he's like, Oh well, this kid has a healing factor like Wolverine and, <laughs> and he is the karate champion. Like I could hypothetically turn him to my dojo, have him beat Mike Barnes. And then I don't have to give that 50% to Mike Barnes and I can have Daniel as the new face of Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that might be the thought, but 
this is me doing a lot of work on behalf of the movie, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like this is yeah. not something that is like at all clear. Well, I think, I think the original plan is probably, oh, Daniel's just going to immediately jump at the chance to do this karate competition. And then we'll just like kick the shit out of him with, with Barnes. And then he's like, oh, but I could also train him. Oh, Miyagi's not going to train him. Well, then I can definitely train him. That's easier than me trying to like coax him away from Miyagi. I think there's like, I think there's like certain things that just kind of like fall into place in his lap. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll just do this. But then there's other things. Yeah. That are like overly orchestrated. Like I'm going to have Barnes go over and fight him. And then I'm going to beat up Barnes who will have to throw the match so that I can give him a book about sweeping the leg, which I I don't think ever pays off. Like, I think, I think the idea is that he's going to like teach the, teach the Cobra Kai leg sweep. Like this, like it's like a mystical thing. And then you can like, tell also, like, the writers had no idea what martial arts was because they made Daniel so excited about a fucking sweep. Like, the fact that there's a book about sweeps is already just dumb enough. The fact that Daniel's like, I never thought about sweep. You got fucking swept in the fucking first movie. Yeah. <laughs> sweep <laughs> the leg is the fucking most... You've done been swept. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought it was going to be like, because I know, like, I personally know very little about martial arts, so I'm not, I'm not, like, going, like, whatever they they have been saying, I've been like, oh, yeah, I'm sure that they're basing that off, you know, real stuff. But I thought he was going to teach him, like, an illegal move that he didn't know was illegal to get him disqualified. Like, is that, is that mm. that's, like, a way to, but, like, that's even, I feel like that would even be, a, like, a better choice. <laughs> well, apparently you can repeatedly <laughs> kick your opponent in the groin and not get disqualified. Yeah, yeah that, that entire last fight was bullshit, but we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on was, yeah, the, the link that you just described, Ben, between him having Barnes go there to throw the fight to Terry is like one step too far, you know, where it, it, it removes any idea that he just hired Barnes and now Barnes is a loose cannon trying to get that money and yeah. he's still doing his own thing over here. That moment kind of like removes any idea yep. that that could be the case. I yep. think... I think just before we leave leave the topic of him being like this mastermind, I think for as much planning as we just were kind of like giving him credit for of like, you know, having a couple different avenues to go down depending on how Daniel responded and stuff, like the goons were terrible. Like I feel like there was no way that like his, his goons what? were almost you, you, like What was named Snake? How can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like the goons, other than Barnes, who was just like a fighting machine, they were like too dumb to accomplish the things that like we're saying he probably wanted to do, which we're like, we're probably giving him too much credit, but like, I feel like his goons were, t- and then the the first scene where we see him like acquire Barnes where he's like in a tub. Oh also, God. why is that a trope? That's definitely like, there's gotta be a bad guy in a tub. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like the, that negotiation was like two seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> like if that's how he's acquiring all of his goons, then like, obviously they're going to be terrible. Yeah. And he's clearly a bad businessman because He's directing people to dump waste in places where he knows it's illegal to do so. Right. Uh, and he, he said, you told all his assistants, I'm not doing any work until I get revenge on this 17 year old and an old man. And yes. So he also <laughs> took one look at his friend's dying karate dojo and said, I want to open 20 more all in the <laughs> same area. You know what the you know what the problem is. You know what the problem is. Rosita doesn't have enough Cobra Kai. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta flood the market. Last hot topic: <laughs> Slope, Buddha head, Jap. 
How offensive is Karate Kid 3? I think Karate Kid 3 for me as an Asian American, and I didn't realize it when this movie came out at the time when I was like in first grade, basically set the tone and ruined my elementary school years, right? With all the name calling, all the derogatory, I guess Mr. Miyagi, the crane kicks, all the, and then the part where he's fighting Silver and Silver's doing the wah, wah. Oh my God. retaliation of, which I think was also 80 yard. I think all, I think it was also eighty yard. In, well, like, Miyagi like, does it back to him at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Is is Buddha head a real thing? That's what Crease uh, called him at one point. I think he called it. Oh no, you know what? It was Barnes when they were driving off after the second attack, oh. and they were doing like the little donut, uh-huh. and then they drove yeah. past. Which why I was like, they they drove past the train just in time. Oh, I awesome. thought uh, <laughs> when I first saw that moment, I thought the car got destroyed by the train. <laughs> I, I was like, happen. I was like, fucking bold move to just like kill off the villain. <laughs> Man, is Silver the getting a call? Silver's in the bathtub. He gets a phone call. Uh huh. Crushed by a train. Uh huh. Okay. But imagine how much better that movie is, where he does have to improvise after his villain gets killed by a train because he's being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it would make sense because of the context. It would be so yeah. good. I would. I would love that movie. I want that edit of this movie. Yeah. I want it. I want it so bad for there to be a part where I think we've talked about in the in the Karate Kid Part Two episode. And folks listening, definitely go back and listen to that one. It's a, it's a fun one. That um, Pat Morita, who plays Miss Miyagi, he was only like in his mid late fifties, yet he looked old as shit in the movie. He has a perfectly American yeah. accent that people don't know about unless you watch old episodes of Happy Days. And because um, he was a longtime improviser at Second City, he actually has a plaque at Second City under like the tiers of like alumni. And I was hoping during that scene when he was under the wall, I was like, oh, man, I just want you to say something in just clear English. Kind of like you, you see uh, like just movie meta tropes, right? Where like you clearly have this character that has a distinct pattern of talk, or distinct accent. And then they'll say just something one time, just throw it like, oh, 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 okay. You can do that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been really funny if when, the, if when Terry uh, Terry Silver was doing the wah thing, that Pat Morita was just going like, yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would have paid anything to see that. Yeah. 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 Just doing this first half is, uh, has been Hot Top. We're going to take a quick break as we give a shout out to our friends at Tadara's Pizza in Greenville. Check them out at 101 North Markley Street in downtown Greenville. And their Clemson location just opened back up as Clemson now has students back on campus so please go visit them at their Clemson location as well they have dollar pizza night on Wednesdays they have five dollar off on large one topping pizzas on Mondays they're doing trivia soon they're doing office trivia coming up and I know they're going to be doing some other things but check us out Chris Tadaro at Tadaro's Pizza North Market Street and in Clemson South Carolina all right our next segment is called buy sell now instead of having those weirdly topical questions I'm going to make a statement and we're going to go over and have to debate on which statement each side will take. But also to begin that, I want to make sure I give shout outs to our friends who, let's see, my friend Dave Cordell, who lives in Kansas City, talked about the movie and was very angry that, um, well, let's just call it out. That he says, there's zero chemistry between Jessica and Daniel. And... Uh, I think Stephen Crane made a couple of, Oh, Al made a reference that there's no uh, Chicago. There's no uh, Peter Katera in this movie, which is a crying damn shame. 
So compared to the last movie, surprising actually. I feel like we needed like some strong drums. You know what? We in we made a note of this when they went to the dance hall. There's a band playing in there. Oh my god! That the lead singer is clearly like a 19 year old guy in the 80s, and everybody else is like a greasy dude in their 60s. Oh my god! You're absolutely right. I've got it. I've got it pulled up right now. It's uh, for those, for those <laughs> watching timing. along at home. Uh, one hour, 23 minutes, and 51 seconds in. You Take see a just shot. just a just a fresh face, just a fresh faced guy with some pretty thick eyebrows, a little bit of Such flock of seagull. Such a jarring pan over. And, then, and nice. then the pan over, and it is just just a man who is wet with sweat, got a deep V. It goes straight from turtleneck to V, uh, is, is, uh, is what you're seeing from left to right. And then you have uh, what I, I would describe as, uh, what's the lead singer from Alice in Chains? Uh, 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 not Alice in Chains. Uh, 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 Alice Cooper. Alice, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Yeah. It looks like Alice Cooper in a flock of seagull suit. Yeah. I was going to say Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. like today. You know, yeah. that's what I was thinking about. For yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. And our friend Stephen Crane made a couple comments here, in particular one that stands out. As of part three, and most of them, meaning 80s movies going on back then, I was impressed how they nailed the reality of where these lo- uh, facilities and lo- are located in the U.S. I look for a place to learn the ways of martial arts and dated back to thousands of years. So naturally, I found it between a CD store and a Kmart in South Carolina, <laughs> 90s in the America. Well, if you think about the franchise, 20 more locations, that's where they're about to spring up. That's right. That's right. going to be everywhere. Honestly, they do show at the very beginning of the movie when they show uh, Keys walking into the old empty dojo. Yeah. Like there's one shot with like the background behind him. It looks like the town from Rambo, first blood. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it looks like it looks like a Harry Nilsson song is gonna break out. Like it's like it's so like it's so like like washed out and uh, it's that that kind of smoggy smoggy eighties LA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that dude. Like, I think he probably got typecast as like adult bully after this. But when you do see him <laughs> walk in through town, like he does carry that sort of like world weariness. Oh my gosh! Like he's just he's just lost his he lost his uh, the, the wind in his sails for sure. Yeah, he could have been in like a you know Bon Jovi music video or something. 